<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio. Yeah, man, we back again, back again. Second week in a row. I'm telling y'all, I'm back this time with the verbal cardios. I'm fully back until I start fumbling again. But you don't forget all that, man. I got my co-host, Water on the scene. Oh, man, let me tell y'all something. I put a little lemon in here. A little lemon, not from concentrate, lemon juice is in here. You know what I'm saying? They say that's a good little filter situation for your body, man. Drink more water, y'all. That's the key. That's the key to life. That's the key to to looking young, the, the key to clear skin, the key to everything is water, man. Drink it, love it, get to know it. You need it. Trust me, man. Trust me on that one. I was uh, speaking of water. I was, um, I was, I was on Netflix. First of all, I don't know if it's been my internet or what. It's been like real slow lately to where Netflix, YouTube, Netflix has been like cutting off. Netflix is something you can you can count on. When you're watching Netflix, it, it rarely shuts down. It rarely buffers. But I was watching Netflix and it was just shutting down. I'm like, what the hell is going on with the internet? Because normally, like, you know, I go to bootleg sites and watch, like, older movies that aren't on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime. Then you got to go to the bootleg route. You, you're at risk of a virus and all of that. But, you know, you got to watch the movie. You got you to gotta see the old movie. You got to watch Stephen King's Silver Bullet right then and there. And so, um, but, yeah, I was watching Netflix and it was shutting down. Recently, though. I was watching uh, The Day the Dinosaurs Died. The Day the Dinosaurs Died. You know, if y'all don't know this about me yet, I'm a science nerd. You know, I'm very fascinated with, like, space, astronomy, you know, the dinosaurs, like, you know, history and all of that. And so if y'all don't know this about the dinosaurs, they say what happened to them was a meteor hit. And it wiped out the dinosaurs. Now, when you say a meteor hit and it wiped them out, you, you you might fantasize it a little bit in your mind, like the meteor hit, all the earth kicked up. It was a huge explosion. Dinosaurs incinerated, trees flew. The whole world was just encompassed by a fireball of just pure intensity. One shot, all the dinosaurs dead. And no, that's not how it transpired. Um, so the so the asteroid hit, and the asteroid was only like either six to nine miles long i mean that's big that's a big rock but when you think about the devastation it caused you're like man you you was expecting like remember the movie armageddon with bruce willis the asteroid that was coming for us was the size of texas texas you know how big texas is have y'all ever driven through texas it's endless driving through texas is endless. it's purgatory that is one of the worst drives in america Driving through Texas, you get no visual stimulation whatsoever. I've driven through East. I've driven from like Clovis to Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Texas driving is just you're forever in the same state. So it's an asteroid coming the size of Texas to hit it. So if six miles can wipe out the dinosaurs, then that asteroid hitting us would have just been. Thank you, Bruce Willis, for putting your life on the line and saving the earth. 
And what's funny is recently, like uh, a couple months ago, uh, we almost got hit by an asteroid. They didn't NASA and, and the scientists that be didn't see it coming until it was like super close already passing us. So they would have dropped the ball on like you know. And they say had that had that asteroid connected, <clears throat> that was a potential city killer is what they call them. It wouldn't have wiped out mankind. It wouldn't have been an extinction level event, but it could have wiped out a city. And that's that's big time. That's big time in the asteroid community. Like, you know, the asteroid community is like, hey, man, hey, I wiped out a city once on Earth. Oh, oh, you did? Tell us more. You know, what was the population? Like, in the, in the asteroid community, that's a big thing to say you wiped out a city. That's how you get props on the yard. So it's an asteroid out there like, I wiped out the dinosaurs. They be like, oh, that's when the records scratch, the music cuts off. And people are like, tell us more. You hear silverware hitting the plates. Uh, I felt bad for the dinosaurs, though. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they had a good run, man. They had a good – I think they were on the planet for like 170 million years. They was out here doing their damn thing. They was out here robust. They was eating each other, eating plants, roaming around. They were having a great time for millions of years, and then this asteroid just comes and just hates on the whole shebang. And the asteroid hit – at the uh, the Yucatan Peninsula, like it hit like right right on the edge, like bow, you know. And so, um, and the reason, like you know, people didn't know the crater existed was because the majority of it was un- underwater, and like you know, it, it was like these huge mountains formed on the outside because of the the impact. And so I was just like, man. So I'm marveling at like, yo, I wish I could. I wish I could just go back in time and be intangible and just witness witness the impact and see what it did. Like, And so it hits, and it's just this huge explosion. Anything within the 600-mile radius is just wiped out, just wiped out just then and there. You got the huge heat wave, the shock wave, and then trees are just – everything is just bam. And then – they say the dinosaurs will see like a red glow. Like if you if you were a dinosaur, let's say you're a triceratops doing your thing in New Mexico. And you looking down, because it hit like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the Yucatan Peninsula. Like Mexico kind of comes up and it kind of curves up. And so it was like right there. So if it hits, you know, you got that water, you got that little bit of ocean right here, then you got Texas right there. So if you were in Texas, like on the coast, if you were in Corpus Christi, you probably got wiped out as soon as it hit. Um, so what really ended up killing the dinosaurs was the after effect of the impact. Like, yeah, you know, it, hit, it was devastating 600 miles, but, you know, that's that's nothing compared to the, the whole earth circumference there. But what, what killed them is the uproot of all this smoke and debris and all of this, and it just it, it traveled across the globe, so... Now you're blocking out the sun, so now it's cold. The vegetation is lost. You know, they're cold. And these are reptiles, so you know how that is. And um, they said that all the dinosaurs died off within a couple months. Like, they, they just starved to death. That, that was essentially how the dinosaurs died off. It was a great die-off, and then 75% of life on earth was wiped out 75 percent. that's a huge percentage and so even 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 the 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 creatures in the sea weren't immune so it was like 
It was huge, apparently. But they said, and I, I found this interesting, had the, the, the meteor hit a few seconds earlier or later, it might have just landed in the ocean, and then the dinosaurs would have still been here. And had that not happened, would we exist? They're saying humans wouldn't exist. If, if like, the dinosaurs continue to reign supreme, I don't think we would have made it. You know what I mean? Like, for us to coexist with, like, T-Rexes and Velociraptors and all of that, I don't, I don't think we was built for this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe now, like, when you got guns and weapons, yeah, sure. But on the, on the initial come up, nah, man. So that allowed the mammals to kind of reign supreme on the planet because the dinosaurs were wiped out. So, in essence, you know, the asteroid hit for the dinosaur wipeout was a blessing. And I'm sure we would all love to see it, like a real dinosaur in the flesh, in real life. Oh, who wouldn't want to see that? That's what made Jurassic Park such a phenomenon because it was like, man, what if? What if, you know? I don't think we were just meant to coexist, though. Because the T-Rex coming for us, that don't sound like a good time. And I love animals, but man. The plant eaters can stay. The plant eaters can hang out, but man, them T-Rexes got to go. And so I was just marveling at that. And I was like, man, they were here for millions of years, white clean in a matter of months. So I was like, damn, we fragile out here, man. We fragile. Like we can get, it could be an asteroid headed to us right now. We got no clue. And what if NASA just decides we're not gonna tell them? I mean, why we why why tell everybody? Why why create worldwide panic? Let's just let it happen. You know what I mean? Like I I, I don't put it past the government or NASA. I don't put it past anybody. They out there having a the meeting, like you know. If we tell everybody what's going on, it's gonna create panic. This, that, and the third. We can't stop it. We just got to let it hit. That would suck, but I would kind of get it. But I, I would like fair warning, man. Give me a heads up so I can just get my get my life together, you know, repent, you know, you know, closure, get closure on everything, go on a wild spending spree, you know what I mean? Because everything's going to be finished anyway. Might as well just, you just, just, just ball out. Just have a party. Have unprotected sex with whoever. It, 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 nothing matters. You might as well just go out with a bang, you know. But it would just suck if you're not at ground zero of the impact. You're gonna do the slow death. You know what I mean? Like put me right underneath it, where I'm vaporized in seconds. You know, because it, it's a lot of rocks out there, man. If Earth was closer to the asteroid belt, oh, we'd be getting pummeled. We wouldn't even be here. The planet would just be constantly getting pummeled. And so it's scary, man. And so I wonder, like, when's the next one going to hit us? When's the next big one just going to slap us in the face? Because you got to think, that asteroid hit 65 million years ago. I feel like we overdue. You know, you got the meteor crater in uh, – Arizona. I went to that. I actually saw the meteor crater. It's huge. And that meteor was only like uh, a couple hundred feet. And huge impact. I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, and then you had the uh, the Tunguska, uh, Tunguska thing. Nobody really knows what that was, but apparently something hit and it kind of detonated in midair and just wiped out a huge region um, 
of like Russia that wasn't really inhabited like that. But I was like, what? I'm kind of. I'm kind of amazed by that whole scenario. We'll talk about that some other time. But, uh, yeah, man, it just got me to thinking, like, man, I would love to have seen that. Um, but I'm scared, though, low-key, like, you know, because asteroids, they out there in space floating around looking for a planet to slap in the mouth. And I'm I'm just scared I'm going to be here to witness that, and that would suck. That's why those movies did well. That's why Armageddon did well and Deep Impact. They came out in the same summer, but they were both hits. So it was like, wow. People people low-key are like amazed by that and terrified at the same time. Um, also went to see Hustlers uh, this weekend. Saw it last Thursday. Hustlers is a story about, you know, some strippers that, you know, it's really about their hustle to just, you know, keep making money and what they were doing and, like, you know, they were drugging rich men and, you know, racking up money on their credit cards and, like, you know, I didn't know it was based on the true story. I was like, wow. Stars J-Lo and Constance Wu and Cardi B. Cardi B is just a cameo. Don't be fooled by how they just keep throwing her in there like she, she's playing a big part. She's barely in it. Um, and I just got to thinking, like, you know, the stripper lifestyle. Um, now, I'm not a fan of strip clubs. I've never really been into them. That's really not my thing. I have been like a handful of times, but I'm not really like. The last time I went, I will say I had a good time. I had a good time. Um, we went with the fellas. We were buying each other dances. I had a good time. And there was this one particular stripper I was like, okay. And so, um, but that was the only time I really had fun at the strip club. I'm not I'm not really into it. Like, you know, paying you money just to tease me. Nah, I'm kinda I'm kinda good on that. I work too hard for this money to just give it to you just so you can tease me for like two, three minutes. You know what I'm saying? I can get teased for free. So it's like, you know, I, I just didn't never saw the point of it. And I'm not really into the monetization of sexual acts. I'm just not like a big part of what turns me on as a man is a is a woman wanting me in that capacity. That that's part of the that's part of the whole allure of, of the sexual experience for me. I have to know that you feeling me genuinely for us to do the thing. And then, you know, I so when it when it becomes too all right, how much? And you'd be like, oh, I just lose the whole, you know, my penis shrinks. You know what I'm saying? How much? Twenty dollars. I give you two minutes, and it's just two minutes to the to the second. Two minutes done. All right, I'm out of here. And then you just turned off like that. I'm not. I'm not into that. I got to know you want me a little bit, and I'm sure that's part of the game. I'm sure that's part of the the stripper hustle is to make men feel like they're special and like you're really feeling them. You know what I mean? And I guess. Uh, I guess that doesn't really appeal to me in that sense. So I, I never really frequented strip club. And I was looking at the dudes in the movie. I'm like, y'all some suckers, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't have I can't have women in my wallet like that. Like I'm paranoid about getting played for my money. I'm paranoid about that. And but I get it, you know what I'm saying? And I I dated this stripper for a little bit. I found out she she was a stripper like after we had been hanging out and talking. I was like, oh, you do. She was like, you knew. I was like, I didn't. I didn't know. And then once I found out, I didn't run for the hills like I thought I would immediately. But 
I was just like, oh, okay. Didn't know that. I had to sit and, like, reflect. Like, do I want to keep hanging out with her, you know? And we weren't a couple or anything, but we were, like, you know, hanging out, you know, sexually active with one another. And um, it was interesting. But then I got to thinking, like, was she was she hustling me in terms of saying the right things to get me, you know? Cause that might be what she does for a living, you know what I mean? Like, because cause her reaction when we would, like, hook up, I was like, man, she had me feeling good about my little self. So I don't know, like, was it stage? Was it an act? You know? And women that aren't strippers do this, you know? You, you put on the show to make your partner feel like, they really killing it and doing it and and, and getting it in. You're like, oh, I'm really killing it, huh? A lot of it is probably theatrics, you know, you know. And the male ego won't allow us to to really embrace that. We always want to feel like we we tearing it up, we we beating it up. We got her at the at the at the peak of sexual arousal. You know what I'm saying? I was killing it. Were we killing it? Ladies, are we really killing it like y'all say or are y'all adding a little bit of extra theatrics on it just to make us feel good to heighten the experience? Or is it all true reaction? You know what I'm saying? Let us know. And uh, and can, the, can the, the male ego handle it? Can you handle it if, like, we got the absolute truth from these women? You know what I mean? I don't know. Some, some can, some can't. So I got so I got to thinking about that, like you know, watching Hustlers, and I I didn't like the lack of nudity. You can you can see that in my in my review of the movie. I felt like they were they, they were just kind of holding back on the whole, um, you know, stripper thing as a whole. And I guess it would just be better just to watch a documentary because then you get the real real. But uh, you know, actions like if I was in the stripper movie, I'd just go for the nudity because you know, I want you to believe me in the role. You know what I mean? And uh, but it was still an enjoyable movie. Uh, I still enjoyed it. But I was just like, hmm. It got me to think about the whole game. And even when we were in Amsterdam, you know, we were in the red light district, and you know, the women, the women are really just in the windows out there. They just in the windows. You go to the window, you go inside, and then you, you negotiate a rate, and then you go from there. And so. You know, the first night, I, I I think we went to the red light district every night because it was just walking distance. So I'm in Amsterdam, so I'm going to go to the red light district every night just to take it in. And mind you, I did not uh, engage in the uh, the services of any of these women. You know, even if I was single, I still wouldn't have. Um, it was just, I just never, I've never been into the idea of paying for sex. You know, it's just not. And people, oh, you gonna pay one way or another? You taking them out? You still paying? I get that logic. I get that logic, but there's still an element of this girl. This particular girl is attracted to me. Like it's not just I'm a dude on the streets randomly popping up. Twenty five dollars, I'll give you a head. Like you know, that business element is a turnoff. And so walking through the red light district, and I'm sh- I'm shy when it comes to you know women. You know I know a lot of you probably won't buy it, but when it comes to face to face interaction with women, I'm like you know I would look in the window, and then if they looked at me, I would look down. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, oh. you know they looking at men in the eyes six seven days a week. It's nothing to them, but to me I'm like oh oh yeah. Let me just keep walking. Um, 
And so, and you know, some of them will be in the window on their phone, like looking just bored. I'll be like, oh, that's a horrible sales pitch. You know, make me feel wanted. Seduce me up. Make me feel special in these streets. How are you going to get my money effectively? You got to make me feel wanted out here. Someone would just look up and then look back at the phone. Or some of them would just look at me and then just look back at nothing. So I'd be like, oh, she doesn't want me. So you get that whole dynamic of just like, eh, it's all. And I can see dudes getting hustled that way. Like, hey, come on in there, handsome. Oh, I'm handsome. And then they go into the door, negotiate a rate. You paid $80 for just a hand job. You know, you're probably in there getting ripped off, fellas. I'm just saying. $80 for a hand job, you know, $50, that's a lot. You can hand job yourself for free, for free. We live in an age where porn is at your fingertips, man. Save that money. But I get it, man. It's a woman, you know. And some of these women, you know, attractive out here, of course, you know. You got to be visually pleasing to get the customers in. And then I went down this one particular block where it was a lot of black women. And they they were – they were more aggressive, like, oh, they were giving me the full eye contact. Come on in here. Bring it in. And I was like, oh, oh, and I'm just looking down at the street. But at least they were putting forth the effort. They they got off their phone. They made a connection. They made contact. You know what I mean? And so, but I'm still just like, you know, if it's too business-minded, I get turned off. Not to mention the health aspect of it, you know, I'm a hypochondriac, man. You do this all day, every day, hundreds of men. I'm nah, man. I I can't, cause there's no paperwork check before the before the interaction. There's no hey, let me see your uh, STD results. There's none of that. So I'm like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. But I was fascinated just to see it all go down. You know what I mean? Now. You know, I have been intrigued by like a half-ended massage. You know, I, I'll do that. That's part of the massage package. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like I'm down for that. I've never done it, but I, I'd be down for that. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are like, why are you talking like this? You're in a relationship. Me and Sabrina have these conversations. So, you know, what kind of conversations are y'all having with your mates, by the way? Like what kind of conver- like, like what kind of real conversations are you having with your significant other out here? Are you editing a lot? Do you find yourself withholding a lot from your significant other because you don't want to hurt their feelings, you don't want to turn them off, you don't want to get broken up with? So are you doing a lot of editing, a lot of deleting, a lot of, you know, lying, a lot of cutting corners, softening the edges? Cuz to be being totally honest is is a rough thing. It's rough. It takes courage. It takes thick skin. It, it, it takes all of that. And like you know, it, it's it's a muscle, and it's something that you you kind of have to make the choice to dedicate yourself to it in order for it to work. Because not everybody can handle that raw honesty. And you know, even though I want the raw honesty, it still hurts to hear. You be like, oh ah ah. So you was faking. Mm, ah. And then how do you go? from there like how do you move forward after you got punched in the gut with the truth and some people can move forward some can't you know and that's fine you gotta let everybody do that you gotta be willing to take the l are you willing to take that l the l of truth i should say but how honest are y'all with one another you know and everybody claim they like oh we best friends you know, are you truly best friends? Like, ask yourself that. If you find yourself editing a lot in what you tell them and, like, 
Now, I don't know if y'all are truly, truly best friends. I mean, you, you're a good partnership. You're good. But your, your true best friend, you can tell them whatever. You can always come to them because you know it's going to be unconditional love, you know. And I feel like I feel like in many cases, friends get treated better than your significant other. Like, because you'll, you'll be more loyal to your friend than your significant other in a lot of ways. Like, you know, you... You wouldn't backstab your friend. You wouldn't uh, go behind their back and do this and do that. Some people do, but a lot of people wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't dare, you know, backstab. But then with your significant other, you're cheating, which is, which is a backstab. So you're more comfortable backstabbing your significant other, your life partner. But then your friend, you'd be like, oh, I would never go behind your back and, you know, do this and that. So it's crazy how... We categorize and compartmentalize what we consider like a true backstab. You know what I mean? And so it's crazy to see how, you know, in some ways, the friend gets treated best of all. Even though your life partner, the person you're sharing a residence with, a bank account with, just a, a complete life, you know, we treat them less than the friend uh, in many ways. I'm like, man, that's... That's wild to think about. You know what I mean? I don't know. Hey, I I think in an ideal world we wanna we wanna treat our significant other with that with that utmost, you know, friendship treatment. You know what I'm saying? With everything. Like, you know, we're keeping it mad real. We're not backstabbing you, you know, we're not going behind your back. Cause cheating, man, that's the ultimate go behind your back. That's the ultimate go behind your back. You know what I'm saying? That's worse than you was talking about me behind my back. Now you out here, you was you was with another person behind my back. You know it's ah, it's ugly. It's ugly, and I, and I and that was the key to the strip of success on you know hustling these dudes. A lot of these dudes were married, so they didn't want you know what they were doing out to the wife or to the public or whatever. So they would just they would let the women get away with this money because they didn't they didn't want the you know oh I don't want nobody to know I was there what I was doing so I just got to take the L I'm not built to take a L like that the financial L like let's say you I was at the strip club you drug me you hit me for twenty k but since I'm married I can't say nothing I just gotta let you get away with the twenty k I'm not built like that. I'm going to be like, I'm telling my wife, I need this 20K back. Nah, shoot, I'm probably about to lose half my, my shit because, you know, in the divorce that's going to happen because she found out what I was doing at the strip club. But still, you're not going to win on that 20K. Now I done lost $2 million in the in the divorce. But I'm going to get that 20K back from the stripper. You, you ain't about to win on that tip. I'ma just be like, look, honey, I was at the strip club, things got out of hand. They they stole twenty they got me for twenty K. And she gonna be like, it's over, Ted. And then, you know. But I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna get that twenty K back from, from Diamond. You best believe I'm getting the twenty K back from Diamond. You not about to fully dictate my twenty K. Give me that money back. But I that's petty. But hey. You just ain't about to win like that. I will put my whole marriage at risk for you not to play me. 
I don't know, though. But I get it. You know, they had to hustle. They had to make ends meet. You know what I'm saying? But still, they were just, to drug these cats? Y'all cross the line out here, strippers. And that all, just all goes to show, man. Just be careful, man. Be careful out here in these strip clubs, man. And to the fellas that go on a regular basis, like, what's what's it do for you, you know, to go to the strip club on a regular basis? Do you just like the sexual element of it? Without the without the emotions, without the the judgment and the, and the nagging, if you will. And ladies, what what's it for you? Like, if you go to the male strip club, is it the same type of? I just want something sexual, some light, some fun, no judgment. Is it like that for you, man? Y'all, let me know. I'm not a I'm not a frequenter of uh, the stripper community, so I'm not really sure about the 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 underlying, you know benefits of it internally i don't know anyway it's just something to chew on i know i'm all over the place but it's verbal cardio man i'm just running my mouth man you know what i'm saying so i want y'all to think about i want y'all to think about these asteroids these meteors that are out here i want you to think about the legacy of the dinosaurs i want you to lower your ego because we can be out of here in a minute just because we built all this fantastic marvelous shit out here we can still be white clean you know what I'm saying? Dinosaurs was running things for millions of years, wiped clean in two months, three months. We could be out of here, so humble yourselves out here in the streets. And if you're at the strip club, be careful, man. Protect your bread. Protect your bread. And also, you know what I'm saying? Treat your significant other like a true friend out here if you can, man. You know what I'm saying? That's just something. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, man, I'm out of here. Um, don't forget to drink more water. Drink all the water you can, man. And uh, more importantly, thank you for tuning in to another session of that Verbal Cardio.